It's an amazing lick. And the one thing about that riff on the radio, it just blew out the speakers. You know, it just announced itself. They were a band that was developing, irregardless of their arena status. Welcome to Radio Irregardless, your non-standard blend of irrespective and regardless. Now please welcome to the Internet Airwaves. Really? Internet Airwaves? It's okay, you can just do it. It's just just say Internet Airwaves. It sounds really cool. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just not Internet Airwaves. Okay then. Please welcome to the Internet Airwaves, Mark Scalia. And welcome to Radio Irregardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. That's right. This is your non-standard blend of irrespective and regardless. And we do this every week, live and live. So if it gets all screwy, that's what happens. We had just, uh, last week, we celebrated our anniversary. Uh, so we are now, this is episode uh, season three, episode two. So this is our second year. Yay. Oh. I have had a, 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 a <laughs> I've had an interesting day, and uh, yeah, I played a little. Uh, I played a little. Never gonna give you up just now. Yeah. So what about it? A little bit of Rick Ashley. Why not? Who? <laughs> and the reason the reason I played a little Rick Ashley is because um, I play a couple on uh, app games through my phone and my tablet, and one of them is uh, the Family Guy Quest for Stuff, which I'm a big Family Guy fan. And they had uh, they have Rick Ashley in there, and you have to fight Mecha Ashley, which is just this giant robot that looks like Rick Ashley. It's stupid. It's just stupid, but it's fun. So uh, if you're joining me for the first time, welcome. Uh, it's a good experience, a fun show. You're probably listening one of three ways. The first way is from my website, markscalia.com. And if you want to be an active participant and you want to live chat, just click the box you're listening to. And that will send you to the broadcasting site, which is Mixler, M-I-X-L-R.com. And then you can live chat once you sign in using a Facebook address or email, something like that. So you can do that. And the third way that you can listen is through iTunes. But if you're listening through iTunes, then we're no longer live. Now we're archived. And this is not a live podcast. This is a live internet radio show that becomes podcasted, I think is the correct term. So whatever. <laughs> so as always, every week we start with the little intro about me catching you up with some stuff. This is the happening now monologue. Everything that happens now is happening now. What happened to then? That's the when? Just now. We're it now now. Go back to then. When? Now. Now? Now. I can't. Why? We missed it. When? Just now. When will then be now? Soon. Bunch of things have been happening on the week that we've left each other. Apparently, the uh, the Patriots Patriots are still still wrong. <laughs> they are trying to find out other ways to make sure the Patriots don't get the credit that I think they deserve. And yes, I'm a little biased because I'm a New England fan. Whatever. But Tom Brady, what the fuck? Check his numbers, dude. Somebody somebody post these bunch of what do they call them? Memes, mimes, with a picture has some words in it. They had a bunch where um 
Uh, Bill Belichick was, he's Jack the Ripper hiding in a corner. It's an illustration like an old newspaper. There's another one. He's at the Kennedy assassination. Another one. He put him in, they put him in an 18th century look and he's, he's at the, he's in the booth with Lincoln. <laughs> he's on site at the Hindenburg. In other words, uh, Bill Belichick is, is, is responsible for all the world's woes. Cannot get it right. I think their latest thing is they're accused of stealing playbook or something. Who cares? Just who cares? <laughs> boom shakalaka. Tom Brady says boom fucking shakalaka. It just, it will not stop. So that's the first thing. The second thing is I was, uh, I, as you guys know, I've been fighting back issues for a very long time now, since January actually. And the back issues have been continuing to the point where I just can't take it anymore. And I went and saw my doctor, and the doctor's like, "Oh yeah, yeah, just uh, finish your, you know, finish your PT." I'm like, "Yeah, go. How about I finish your FU?" So he <laughs> had a bunch of stuff I had to do, but I went. My back wasn't getting any better. And slowly, but little, you know, I had done a show uh, with tonight's guest, the ace hypnotist Steve Coppola, and uh, not only is he a hypnotist, but I didn't know this. He does PT, physical therapy. He's on a bunch of things, and we'll get into that when he when he gets on. But he suggested that I come see him. And I'm like, oh, okay, I'll see you. And he's like, yeah, I'll stick you with a needle. And I'm like, needle? What the fuck? It's just, you know, it's Chinese torture? I don't know what's going on. He also suggested a couple things. He suggested this um, uh, this diet, which I didn't know anything about. It's called the 80-10-10. Now, this is going to sound weird because of a conventional thinking. It sounded weird to me, too. The 80-10-10 means you take 80% carbohydrates, mostly from fruit and vegetables, 10% fat, 10% uh, uh, protein. It's kind of a vegan thing. And they have uh, the regular 80-10-10. Then they have an uh, 80-10-10 RV, which is uh, recreation. No, not recreation vehicle. It's um, uh, raw vegan. The belief is that if you eat things that only you were meant to eat through no preparation, no containers, no food, um, it's better for you. It's more biology. It's bioharmonious, all that stuff. So I was like, you know, let's give it a shot. So Sunday, I had a couple cookouts, but before that, I went to the store and I bought a bunch of groceries. I bought mostly vegetables, melons, melons. I just love saying the word melon. It sounds dirty when it's not. I bought, I want a soundbite that just goes melon. I bought tomatoes and uh, cucumbers and celery and, and uh, arugula and bananas. And I bought tons of vegetables, fruits, stuff like that, nectarines. And then what I said, I'm going to try this. I'll just, you know, just give it a try. I like fruit. I eat fruit. You know, I don't eat fruit, as much fruit as I should, but I like vegetables and blah, blah, blah. So it was tough on the cookouts because, uh, you know, it's cookouts. There's pasta and fish. and all. So I had a little bit of fish and a little bit, a little bit of chicken. But that's it. Everything else was vegetables and salad and fruit. And I've been going at it until today. Well, not to, well, up till today. I shouldn't say until today. It makes it sound like I stopped. Here's the freaky thing. On the Monday... I had a headache that would knock out an elephant. It was just bad. And I knew it was because all the toxins that I normally have in my system, everybody has in their system, was getting uh, getting out. So I, I was like, oh, I'll deal with the headache. I'll deal with it. I'll deal with it. The Tuesday, yesterday, felt great. Fantastic. Today, phenomenal. Little bit of back pain. Like the back pain is almost gone compared to what it was. It's still there, but it's, it's so much different. And not only do I feel a little better, but I've actually lost weight in four days. I didn't realize this, but I've been losing weight steadily since my last doctor's appointment, which I was at. Yeah, 
I was a, I was a bit I was a bit I was a heavy bitch. Let's just put it that way. I was a big heavy bit beep beep beep. You know that kind of big. I was two twenty. I pushed two twenty, which I've never been that big ever. Two ten was like my limit. But today I got in the scale and I was one ninety two, I believe. Plus I was wearing clothes. So it's like 30 pounds and the the doctor's appointment, and I'll look at my schedule just so you know I ain't lying. My doctor's appointment was July 31st. You ain't fat. You ain't nothing. You ain't fat. You ain't nothing. Wesley Snipes jumped out of an alley and said, you ain't fat. You ain't nothing. Uh, yeah, my appointment was on July 31st. So a month, ooh, uh, seven, seven, uh, like a month, five weeks, 30 pounds, dude. I haven't, <laughs> I haven't been down to Burger World. Uh, my listeners are chatting and some stuff. That's for those of you who don't know. That's from the bad video. Michael Jackson is assaulted uh, by um, by Wesley Snipes. But what he's quoting is the Weird Al Yankovic version of fat. So the good news is my back is better. I'm down thirty pounds and I feel good now. Am I going to stay on this diet for a while? I don't know. But like for dinner, I had a salad with peppers, avocado. Let's see, what else was in there? Peppers, avocado. Yeah, that was in the salad. And then I had three oranges. And you would think, oh my God, that's a lot of sugar. But the first day, the first couple of days were really rough. And I'll, just like any diet, when you change your diet, it disrupts everything. And a good friend of mine once said, when you change your diet, you got to give it at least three days because your body is adjusting to the new stuff. Toxins are leaving. You're adjusting. Insulin levels are all over the place. Sugars, chemicals, blah, blah, blah. But this only took one day for me to transition through it, and I feel really good. So I don't know if I would, you know, I'd recommend it to people, but everything in moderation, you never know. Uh, damn, damn, Mark is a foodie. Please don't start taking pictures of your food. No, no, no. I'm like, God, stop it. Fuck, dude, I eat that. I eat the food. I don't take pictures of it. That's my wife does that shit. I don't care about that. So let's move it along a little bit more. A couple more things. Had a couple meetings. One yesterday. I got another one next week. Uh, the Salem... Comedy and Spirits Festival is, I think, going to happen. Uh, the website is bought. I'm talking with a graphic designer and a website person, a marketing person. And the Salem Comedy and Spirits Festival will be in January 14th to 17th, 2016. It's going to cost me some money, and I probably won't make a lot, but I'm going to have a lot of fun. That's my goal. I want to have fun. And speaking of things that are fun, next Monday, this Monday, I should say, September 14th at 9 a.m. Tickets go on sale for Salem Trolley's Christmas Carol, where I play Ebenezer Scrooge, and the promos will be coming up for that. So there are less shows this year. Tickets are 25 bucks each. It is very worth it. It's a fantastic show. It's a lot of fun. People have been doing it for years. People who do it for the first time, then continue it as a tradition. I love doing it. It's very rewarding, and over the next couple months or so i'm sure you'll hear more and more about it so that's what's happening now in the happening now monologue now because we had two guests last week things got a little uh, crazy so here's what i'm gonna do i'm gonna play a quick game with my audience not so much a game but kind of an entertaining fun fact we're gonna play a little cover me Cover me, where I play a song 
and you guys kind of know it, maybe you do, maybe you don't, well, then we try to figure out if you actually know that it's not an original song. It's a duplicate, a clone, an evil twin, if you were. Here's the first one from 1985. Yeah. This is a really obscure version, though. Now, <laughs> see if you know it. This was my one of my all-time favorite songs for a very long time. This is, yes, it is Funky Town, but it's one word. Funky Town, not Funky Town. It's Funky Town. The name of the band is called Pseudo Echo from 1985. But of course, back in 1979, Funky Town was produced by Lips Incorporated. Autocorrect. <laughs> That's the original auto-tuning, by the way, you young fucking punks. <laughs> yes, uh, that's, uh, this is like one of the best parts. Yeah, that's how we do it. That is Funky Town by Lips Incorporated. How about this one back in 1996? Remember this? If you don't want to commit suicide, uh, this is the song to do it to, really. (laughs) Yes. No. No, it's not the Fugees. It's not the Fugees. Lauren Hill. The Fugees might have done some backup work to it, but they did not do this. Lauren Hill did it. Yeah. Yeah. It's Wyclef Jean. No, it's not the Fugees. It's Wyclef Jean who actually produced it, so he did a little background on it. And Wyclef Jean was from the Fugees. So, no, 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 that's why we play this. But, dude, that's not the original. That was in 1996. And there's a lot of, oh, it's Fugees, it's refugees, it's the uh, refugee Fugees, it's, the <laughs> it's Lauren Hill. But the original was in 1973. Roberta Flack. Yeah. Singing my life. A little, a little better. Yeah, it is Roberta Flack. I just said that. Elvis did the original. Wait a minute. Elvis did not do the original. Now I'm going to look it up. Elvis did not do the original. This fucking Elvis was dead by, eight, by 79. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. He did. Wow. Fuck me. <laughs> Hold on a second. I think Jason is right. And so I came to see her to listen for a while. Motherfucker. Elvis did no, no, you ain't lying, dude. Sang as if she knew me <laughs> in all my dark despair. 
That was recorded in 1974 by Elvis Presley and The Voice. Son of a bitch. I think, I think I've been bested. Whatever. <laughs> That's why we play this game. How about the last one? Kim Wilde, 1986. I graduated high school, you young punks. <laughs> Here we go. Anybody? Oh, I gave it to you. It's Keep Me Hanging On by Kim Wilde from 1986. But of course, the original was Diana Ross and the Supremes back in 1967. Here we go. Set me free, you you, All right, that's enough of that. I'm still reeling from the fact that Jason bested me. I'm going to have to do some research cuz I can't I can't let that shit stand. That is not cool for me. <laughs> but ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take our first break and when we come back, we're going to have the aforementioned uh ace hypnotist Steve Coppola joining us. You're listening to Radio Irregardless. We'll be right back. The Arabic weather report is brought to you by V8. Make sure you pick up enough V8 for Ramadan. You don't want to say, oh, I could have jihad a V8. I hope you are enjoying this Arab spring. Temperatures will remain cool tonight and there will be no ISIS on the road <laughs> because it's too warm. But really be careful. It's pretty dangerous out there. Tomorrow is Throwback Thursday where we all wish we were back in Palestine. This has been the Arabic weather report. Hey, everybody, it's Chris Penny, and irregardless of what I'm doing, I am probably listening to Mark Scalia's Irregardless Radio on the radio, irregardless that it's not on the radio, because it's on the inter-radio, irregardless of that shit. To leave a question or comment, call the Radio Irregardless hotline at 978-219-9294. And you're back at Radio Regardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. And joining me via Skype, technologically savvy, is the aforementioned ace hypnotist, Steve Cobble, everybody. Yo, brother. Yeah. You're, you're lying sack of shit, first of all. Wow, about what? I got the... Wait, L- 209. 209. Oh, it was a 209. Oh, what? okay. I'm sorry. I was like, I I thought it was off. I knew it was off by something, but it was 209. I'm all right, like, good. Yeah, 209. Oh, thank God. No, seriously. Call me out. <laughs> call me out in front of all my fucking listeners. That's a that's a good idea. Well, I'm, you're no, guesting on 30. my show, <laughs> fucker. <laughs> you're making me sound like I'm some some type of uh, you know some some type of holistic veganist Guru. Uh, person there. But uh, you know, <laughs> when somebody has back pain. Best thing to do is get a little anti-inflammatory effect, and by changing your foods down yeah. to just the fruits and the vegetables, a great way to, to decrease the inflammation in the body and start getting you feel better before you even came in to see me. So I did. I feel. I still feel good. I feel very good. So even after I stuck you, yeah, you just and he stuck me with needles and shit like that. I was like, he's not Chinese acupuncture. I use several. Voodoo doll. <laughs> Maybe my <laughs> wife must have been fucking reeling with me. <laughs> but Steve, yeah, now let's catch up a little bit. Uh, so ladies and gentlemen, this is Steve Cobbler, and Steve and I know each other from long time ago, like 22, 25 plus years. 
when Steve used to do stand up, and then he uh, he was into he was getting into you know something. I'll let you explain you because I don't know. I don't. I learned about some of this today, son of a bitch. It was, it was great. Yeah, you, you know, you probably wondered what happened to me, right? We were just, I was sitting there in school, uh, exercise physiology program. Actually, I was in a physical therapy program. I got kicked out of my program uh, because I was. Um, well, I was a maniac. I was crazy. And uh, and they said, you got to do something, man. You're just out of control. Your anxiety, you're, mm. you're, you're hyper. Um, so they kicked me out of the PT program. And that's when I started doing comedy. And I, I got my degree <laughs> in exercise physiology, my bachelor's. And then uh, while I was doing the comedy, uh, I went back and got my master's degree in physical therapy. Um, and then after I got my master's degree and I got into... Who, uh, actually treating patients and stuff. I stepped out of the comedy scene, stopped doing the comedy scene, uh, went back and even got my doctorates, and I own six practices in the state of New Hampshire. And uh, But uh, a couple years back, two, three, I think it was two summers ago now, I always had this burning desire to do comedy stage hypnosis. I used to have a guy who'd come over to one of my comedy clubs that I used to uh, kind of do, and uh, I, I fell in love with it. So, uh, a couple, couple seasons ago, a couple summers ago, I said, you know what? I want to learn how to do that. And I went and did some intense training with a couple of Italian guys who, who yelled at me, do it again, do it again. Do <laughs> yeah. I've, again. I've, I've had training with Italian guys too, but it, it wasn't as pleasant <laughs> as you're describing. <laughs> More like, it, it, it was, wasn't, it, it wasn't was that intense. kind. We were in back of a warehouse. It was unpleasant in general. So. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what's important to them was to yell at me and lunch. Lunch <laughs> yeah. was very important. Lunch is always important. <laughs> <laughs> so that's it. And then, uh, so a little comedy stage hypnosis, which is my, I call it my mental masturbation. Yeah. And, uh, and then during the daytime, um, you know, got, uh, got these six clinics and I treat patients and, uh, had the pleasure of, uh, snapping cracking and popping you yeah uh, oh you cracked my neck like a son of a bitch i I thought i did something wrong i thought it was uh you know denying gay people licenses you cracked my neck so hard well you said you weren't gonna pay so (laughs) yeah you got that (laughs) you found exactly where the pain was in my wallet that was (laughs) no but it was it was a good session and 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 we actually re we got reacquainted with each other almost like well like two years ago almost three years ago when out of the blue um, you and I just kind of connected because you were doing uh, the hypnotist uh, the hypnosis and I was like when did you start like because and I didn't really cause, like time has no meaning when you're a comic you're like oh everything was fifteen years ago everything was fifteen years ago and uh, I was uh, I I did twenty minutes in front of you at a, at a benefit show. And it was fantastic, and I I didn't get to stay. And then we did it again a few months later, and I didn't get to stay. And then we did it again like six months after that, and I didn't get to stay. And then last uh, Saturday or two Saturdays ago, I got to stay. Well, I was starting to get a complex, but then I realized (laughs) it's on you (laughs) because you're afraid. No, you've had uh, see, it's not a fear. It's not a, it's not a fear. I know that I can be hypnotized and therefore like if I'm on the show, I won't be hypnotized. But if if I'm not on the show, then I might consider it. Yeah. Because I don't know well, if you remember uh Paul Kravitz. Yeah. Uh, Paul Paul was a guest uh last uh last week cuz it was the anniversary show and he's actually online right now. Um Paul was at the Amazing Vincent show that I got hypnotized for. 
And I was, I, apparently I was the world's strongest man. I was doing 50 to 100 push-ups at a time. Like I actually was. Like I was doing push-ups. And I was like, I'm not doing push I was doing push-ups. And then apparently the Christy Brinkley or Pam Anderson was underneath me. And then I started humping the floor at Dapper Dan's in Somerville. And it was, it was just... <laughs> So, and I was like, that all happened? And they said, yes, it did. And I was like, okay, I was brilliant. He, Paul says, you were brilliant. Um, How so, long ago was this? Oh, my God. That was like, I was six months in a comedy, maybe. Maybe a year in a comedy. Because I actually made money all on right, that so show. There's no, there's no video. There's no iPhone of this. Oh, God, no. No, there is no evidence of this. <laughs> there's only one or two living witnesses at this point. And, you know. This the, is what's great. The rest is, is conjecture. What's great about doing hypnosis now? You know, <laughs> hypnosis now. Uh, you know, I put people under, and the show goes on. And a lot of times, people get up after a hypnosis show, and uh, several people just cannot remember what they did. They kind of wake up, and they're like, well, "What happened?" And uh, people have their iPhones, so these people, within minutes uh, after taking a bow and sitting down, get to see the. Uh, I'm going to call it the fun stuff that yep, they did. The finished product, as it were. Now here's the thing, because oh, yeah. I, I said I I I've seen com I've seen comedy hypnotists before. Uh, it's not it's not one of these things. It's like a comic. I mean, there are other comedy hypnotists, and they do a lot of different things. A lot of people who do hypnosis and stuff like that. So, um, but your show, you have some variations. You do some things that I've never seen before. Uh, that's the first thing. The second thing is. How do you respond to the people go, oh, no, they're faking it. They're not, it's not real hypnosis. It's like hypnosis, like they barely believe in hypnosis. And then, of course, they probably completely uh, don't think that what you do on stage is real. How do you, how do you change those people's minds? Well, first of all, it's education, right? I mean, 70% of our day, we're in a, we're in a hypnotic state. I and mean, we're always thinking about something in our past or potentially or, or um, if I ask you to recall a time in the eighth grade, you, you look at somebody and say, hey, re recall a time in the eighth grade. They look up and to the right or up to the left, and they may be looking at the ceiling, and then they go, okay, I have that time. And you go, uh, do you remember what you were just looking at? And they said, no. I said, oh, I just looked up in the left-hand side of the ceiling. And they're like, no, oh, I didn't even know I did that. They immediately during that time were hypnotized, and people were like, oh, my gosh, you're right. I did look up there. I, I, I didn't even recall it. Yeah. So there's that there's that education on, hey, we're in a hypnotic state of mind 70 percent of the time during my show. Um, a lot of times what I like to do is I like to take out money and I like to glue somebody to a chair. I let somebody who's a doubter, uh, somebody to the chair, uh, point to somebody. I glue them to the chair, somebody who's up on stage. And then I offer that person glued to the chair money uh, to get out of the chair. I start with twenty dollars. And uh, 120, 220, 320, 420 dollars. Mm. Uh, if that person can get out of that chair and come over and get that uh, that money, and I'm and I'm willing to give that money away if I'm wrong. That that I thought was really fun when you did that part because I'm like, oh my god, I would stand up. I totally would. You, you think so? But you're so you're so focused on being glued to the chair that actually you it could have been two hundred thousand dollars. You wouldn't have been able to get out. Oh, I would have done that. Yeah. Is that crazy? I would have done it. <laughs> I'd be like, because <laughs> yeah. even, even through this. Even I know through. you would 
like to think you would, uh, but uh, uh, you know, I'm not I'm not one who likes to who likes to give up money, so <laughs> I wouldn't be doing it unless I thought it was real and uh, and convincing. Right, and you did you had a, you did that the night I saw uh, the night I was at the show, and the woman who was not only was she glued to the chair, her feet were glued to the floor. The floor the chair was glued to the floor, and her hand was glued to. The, so all she could do is move like one hand, and, and she was <laughs> bullshit because she couldn't get the money. And then, when, well, and safety, then when you stopped, yeah. And then when you stopped, she was like, "Oh, can I have the money now?" Because she could. She got up, and you went, "No, it's <laughs> over. You blew it." <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, that's a lot of money for a lot of people, and for that woman in particular. Uh, yeah, yeah. On what she was wearing, I think that was a lot of money. Yes, for her. that was a ton- shit. That's a ton of money for me, and I do all right. So. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. So the the, uh, so, the the comedy hypnosis. Do you just do comedy hypnosis? Do you do other type of hypnosis? You know, quit people. People can quit smoking, gain weight, all that stuff. Right, right, right. Uh, you know, the the truth is because I'm a doctor of physical therapy, I do a lot of one on one care in in physical therapy, um, and I really go out and educate people on back care, and that's at a group setting. I like the group stuff better, uh, so I potentially. Uh, I'm a hypnotherapist, but I don't really practice that on a one-to-one basis. With that said, I have just made um, and been in the recording studio. They're all done um, CDs or MP3s that I have now created. It's for uh, pain control, uh, for smoking, for uh, weight loss, uh, for stress management. Uh, so I've just finished recording all of these. Now they just need to get up onto my website. But I don't really care to do... Um, one-on-one, so to speak, of just hypnosis. When I'm treating patients, uh, interestingly, I, 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 I use it all the time in one form or another. Yeah, it's like you kind of, well, even I know you, and you were trying to Jedi mind trick me today. So <laughs> I was like, how you feeling? Uh, I, I feel good. No, no, how do you feel? How do you feel? You want to yeah. do me a favor, lie down here and uh, unbutton your butt. I'm like, what? Unbutt- what? What? You are not hypnotizing me that well. You know, you, you, you had no scruples, too. You dropped trow so quick. I, did I, I? I didn't even tell you wow. to do it yet, and you had your Wow, you're, you're good. You're good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't yeah. remember. My back doesn't hurt. My yeah, ass sure, is, you don't remember. My, my ass is fine. Everything's perfect. <laughs> I didn't leave there with a with a limp or anything. So I was completely dry. I don't. This is like the best session ever. Now you do. You do. You're you're a, a doctor. You you have a you have a master's, right? You're, are you a doctor, doctor? Like I you, have a master's of physical therapy, and then I'm a doctor of physical therapy. A doctor it's actually, a doctor degree of physical therapy. So and yeah. you have you six. Call me Doctor Cop if you want to. Doctor Copperfield, uh, Mister Doctor Copperfield. <laughs> Dr. Mo, Dr. Copperfield. And so let me give let me give people this because not only um, can you get hired as a, a ace hypnotist Steve Coppola on Facebook, uh, which is ace as an ace A C E hypnotist Steve Coppola C O P P O L L A no P O P O Coppola C O P P O L A. That's it. What's this? We're all doctors, aren't we? Yeah, Jason's actually a doctor. No, he's a PhD. I don't know. Um, there it is. And uh, your website is acehypnotist.com. And your practice, because um, you have six locations, mostly, and they're all in New Hampshire? Yep. Okay, six locations. You can go see him. He's at, this is going to be coppolapt.com. That's C O P P O L A P T 
com. So that's the whole thing. But uh, as far as the now, do you ever miss doing stand up? Because that's how you started, man. C O P P. Yeah, you know me. <laughs> um, you two eighty five, nineteen eighty five. Wow, that was. Uh, the, do I miss stand up? You know, the truth is I don't, you know, I, as much as I loved it when I was doing it, uh, truthfully, this hypnosis, um, comedy stage hypnosis drives me so much more. I feel so in my element. I feel so much more comfortable. Um, I'm not as rushed, uh, you know, Hey, get off in 10, 15 minutes. Uh, I, I, I build rapport with, with, with the people up there, which is what I do in patient care every day. Uh, I enjoy laughing at what's going on up on stage as much as the people who are up there or the people who are watching. Mm. And, um, you know, as much as I loved going up, doing my comedy set and, and getting off this, it's different every single time I go up. The, the responses are different every single time I go up. Uh, I love it. And you're, you're very funny. Like the audience has a phenomenal time with you. It's such a, it was such a good time. I'm glad I got to stay that, uh, the one time after three or four visits of not being able to do anything. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm actually glad you did. I was a little bummed out that you didn't come up on stage. No, you were trying to fucking drag me up there. No, no, not when I, not when I did 30 minutes in front of you, dude. That's not, that's not, no. They'd be like, Hey, that's the guy that made us laugh. And now he's fucking taking his pants off. <laughs> because see my thing is I'm pretty I'm pretty I'm pretty loose and free. So under hypnosis, it's a fucking nightmare, dude. You don't want any part of that. Yeah, you have no scruples, do you? No, it's not no scruples. I have no like I've got humility, but I don't my my secret place is like 10% of my whole life. Everybody gets 90%. Very rarely do a lot of people get the 10%. Some people, you know, even my wife may get five or six of that 10%. But my life is pretty much an open book. I'll tell you how much I make. I'll tell you where I am. I'll tell you I'll, I'll tell you everything. I'll tell you what I ate. I'll tell you what I don't eat. I'll tell you, you know, who I, it's, you know, blah, blah, blah. All that stuff. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I'll tell you all that. But when I get, uh-oh, my wife says, hypnosis for the fear of water swimming. I'd like to not try to kill Mark next time we're in Aruba. Yeah, my wife has a, she has a fear of swimming because she didn't learn as a child. And when we went on, oh. a, we went on a honeymoon. Like she had tried to learn at the Y, and we were swimming. And you know, it's first of all, it's it's Aruba. The water is full of so much salt; it's ridiculous. And we had life vests on, uh, we had flippers on, and you can't drown. It's impossible to drown. Except with my wife, I, I pulled her off the ladder. She wrapped her arms around my neck. She was I'm like, I literally just grabbed both her hands and <laughs> and ripped her off me. I said, if it's between you and me, it's going to be me. It's you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's got a fear of uh, swimming or of water or of swimming. It's probably, it's probably swimming. Well, I don't think she has a fear of swimming. I think she probably has a, a fear of drowning. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. a control well, thing. It's control. Some things are healthy fears, you know, especially, you know, if you're got your hand on her head. No. <laughs> you're keeping her under No, that's not, no, it wasn't like <laughs> that. She, she was fine. She was on the she was on the boat just on the ladder holding on and I said, "Do you want to come I said, "Come with me. We'll just we'll hug each other and we'll float." And she went to hug me around my neck. <laughs> and I was like, "This is not exactly the way I want the honeymoon to go." Not a good not a good thing. No, not at that point. So uh so the 
Go ahead. I'm sorry. Say, if she looks up fast phobia cure, there's actually uh, actually a fast phobia cure that you can do. People who have trouble with uh, heights or um, people who tr- have trouble with uh, snakes, fear snakes. And it truly is um, putting yourself into a place like a, you visually put yourself in a movie theater sitting in a movie theater seat and then visually put yourself in the projector room looking at yourself in the in the movie theater sitting there watching a movie of whatever that phobia uh that say you walk you've walked by and you almost stepped on a snake and you ran past it and since then you're very very phobic but that one episode what you do is you can actually sit in that movie seat you're watching yourself from the camera room watching yourself watch that movie but watch it in black and white first and then what you do is you kind of start adding uh silly music to it uh, you add uh, maybe put a sombrero on the snake in your mind's eye when you when you play it through the next time and put a nice rattle in his hands like it's dancing. So what you do is you kind of make that 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 scenario where you're really really nervous and you have that huge panic attack and you change that mindset to uh, some funny music with the snake playing with the sombrero and and, and shaking music. You change it so so ridiculous that you can't even have a panic attack about it. And then you start playing that backwards really quick, backwards really quick, backwards really quick. And when you do that, believe it or not, it desensitizes it. And uh, there's been a lot of success out there using it called the Fast Phobia Cure. Well, your daughter, uh, Ariana, is actually online. And she is. Uh, she actually said uh, she has done the Fast Phobia Cure, and it really helps. I don't know what she was afraid of. Um, <laughs> what were you? Uh, and then my wife, of well, course, says, just thought of floating in the water makes me panic. I'll definitely try this. I want to learn to swim. So yeah, I'll. Oh, I'll, good. Yeah, I'll take her in the bathtub, and we'll we'll work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have her Google phobia cure, and uh, and if she needs any extra help with it, I'll be more than happy. That that was a little gift for her, right there. Oh, that was very nice. <clears throat> hey, you know something, Steve? That is a wonderful place to stop. Let's break and let's take our second break. When we come back, I'm going to play a game with you. That's what I'm going to do. Oh, no. I'm going to play oh, a game no. with you. Yeah. You're listening to Radio Regardless. We'll be right back. The Arabic Weather Report is brought to you by V8. Make sure you pick up enough V8 for Ramadan. You don't want to say, oh, I could have jihad a V8. I hope you're all enjoying this Arab spring. Temperatures will remain cool tonight, and there will be no ISIS on the road (laughs) because it's too warm. But really, be careful. It's pretty dangerous out there. Tomorrow is Throwback Thursday, where we all wish we were back in Palestine. This has been the Arabic Weather Report. Uh-oh. Guess what day it is. Guess what day it is. Huh? Anybody? Come on, I know you can hear me. Mike, 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 Mike. You know what today is? It's hump day. Woohoo! How happy are people listening to Radio Irregardless with Mark Scalia? Happier than a person with a hump on their back. Listen live every Wednesday to Radio Irregardless with Mark Scalia. Hump day! And you're back at Radio Irregardless where your host plays the same promo twice in a fucking row. That's just... just, (laughs) It's bad show prep right there. It's just bad fucking show prep. Having... 
more fun now than yeah. humans should be allowed. allowed to have. Yes. And speaking of having fun, uh, why is this? There we go. Speaking of having fun, uh, Steve, you and I have known each other for a very long time. And, uh, you know, you, you do a lot of stuff. You, you tell the, you tell the jokes, you do the, you do the comedy hypnotism, you do the PT thing, you do a lot of stuff, but do you, do you watch a lot of film? You don't watch a lot of movies. You know, while everybody else was, you know, playing around, listening to <laughs> music and watching film, you know, I was really studying hard so that I wouldn't puncture somebody's lung with a needle or knock their <laughs> neck off. But I may know one or two things, but probably not as many as I should. All right. So if that's the case, then you and I are going to play a really fun game I like to call Shut Up. <laughs> <laughs> ah. Shut Up. <laughs> This is a game where I play you a, a movie clip of somebody telling somebody else to shut up. And you have to guess the movie. It's that easy. It really is. Um, so so here's the way it's going to work. Since you are going to be, you are my guest, you are going to be playing against my listening audience. Now, right now, we have uh, six listeners on Mixler right now who are capable of chiming in and trying to challenge you on the this uh, is not good. No, no. It, it, but here's the thing: I only have two tonight because uh, I got to save. <laughs> I got to save a couple because uh, I don't have a lot of games. So, but here's the thing: you and I are speaking via Skype, and we're speaking almost instantaneously, which is fantastic. That's your advantage, because the audience may be listening through a delay uh, of anywhere between four to eight seconds, based on their internet server and their uh, their hardware they're listening through. So then not only do they have to listen on delay, then they have to type it incorrectly, which they may not get it right. So, And there are more of them than of you. So that's your disadvantage and your advantage. Do you understand the rules as I've poorly explained them? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely. So if you get it right, you get a really cool sound. And if you get it wrong, you get a more entertaining sound. So try uh, to get it right. Now, there's only two. So the best you can get is two and see how quickly you can get that. I can, I can give you some hints and I can play it a couple times. Here's the first one. Please shut up, Grandma! <laughs> I'll play it again. Please shut up, Grandma! <laughs> oh, my goodness. Is that Step Brothers? No. <laughs> no? No. It's, it's, a, uh, it's an old woman saying, who is that? And he goes, shut up, Grandma. Oh, throw Mama from the train. No, it's not the wedding crashers. Now my honest is chanting, ch uh, chanting it. Throw Mama from the train. It's not throw Mama from the train. It's not Will Ferrell. <laughs> oh man! I'll give you a hint. Uh, he plays the lead on the new TV show, uh, or the uh, it's actually a year old now. Blackish. Shut up, Grandma! <laughs> I'll say so. Malcolm. Is that his name? Malcolm. No. I no, think it's, I oh. think it's Edwards, actually. Like his name. Oh, it's Edwards. And he yells, shut up. Shut up, Grandma. Shut up, Grandma. This is a movie. It's Anthony Robinson, Paul says, which is correct, I guess. You know, Paul, you're such a suck-up. Yeah, suck-up. No, he's get, they're getting closer to winning this on you. I know they are. Play it you again. Know, they probably have the, they got the internet. <laughs> But you, but it's a really obscure. It's I'll give you a hint. Um, uh, there were four movies. Uh, there were four movies 
featuring this. There were all there was the original which I'm playing, and then there were three sequels. The last sequel featured um, <laughs> Mark Wahlberg. Not scream. Can I phone a friend? Sure. Hey, hey Paul, call him. <laughs> <laughs> no, it doesn't work like that. I'll give you. They were, they were, they were robots that changed into cars. Oh, you're kidding me! Really? Yeah. That's uh, the Transformers. Oh, huh? Paul just wrote it before you said it. <laughs> oh, come on! No, he didn't. Yes, he did. That. He totally wrote it before you said it. And Paul. <sighs> You get this. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I break your concentration? Please, continue. <laughs> yes, and of course, <laughs> Steve, you get this. Because you're wrong, so shut up. <laughs> I deserve that. All right, now listen. So now you can break even. Now everybody's putting down Transformers now. Here we go. This one's a little longer, and it features Sam Jackson. Uh, here we go. All due to what you guys do. Thank you. And we do it again and again. Uh, I, I, you shut your face! <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. That is Sam Jackson oh. and Will Farrell. In who? Will Farrell. Will Farrell's in this? He's in that movie, yes. He, he actually said the line in it. I'll play it again. All due to what you guys do. All due Thank to you. what you guys do. And we do it again and again. Hey, 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 you shut your face! <laughs> it's Sam Jackson <laughs> telling Will Farrell to shut his face. Oh, my goodness. I'll give you some more hints. Um, Mark Wahlberg was in the movie, and so was The Rock, Dwayne Johnson. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, not not the wrong guys, Paul. Not the wrong guys. It wasn't Get Hard either. (laughs) I'm horrible. I am absolutely horrible. And, geez, I thought if it was Will Ferrell that it would be something I would get to. It's it's not the wrong guys. Close right up. guys it's not that right guys <laughs> it's not the wrong guys it's not the right guys the mediocre guys it's not the right uh, it's not the right guys either the stepbrothers <laughs> it's not the next guy either oh my god he's he's all around it could you choose some other the other guys. It's the other guys. So wait a minute. Uh, it's the other guys. So Steve Coppola just got that. Uh, so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's one to one. And Paul, you get because this. Because you're wrong. So shut up. <laughs> he was all over it. The right guys, the next guy, the next guys, the other guys. <laughs> yeah, I have to admit, I, I, I must have stolen that with so many hints from, uh, from the... Studio audience. It's still fine. It's the other guys. It was Sam Jackson telling Will Farrell to oh, shut dude. his face. Do it again and again. That was that was torturous. That was torturous. <laughs> well, you know what I'm gonna do? Uh we're gonna take our third and final break. The right, right. <laughs> Paul keeps going right, right. I want to know what the consolation prize is. Oh, for that. uh let me add up all the scores and then I'll figure that out. <laughs> Uh, oh, you know what I didn't do? Oh, I had a promo. I had your promo. Hold on. Uh, let me do this because uh, we have a little promo of you doing some uh, doing some uh, hypnotism. So hold on. Let me download. There we go. And oh, I'm going to put it right in the third break. Third, third break. There we go. 
And let's see, I'm going to have to call it this. See, all the show prep I did today. <laughs> there we go. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take a third of final break. And Steve, what I want you to do is I want you to prepare for the three questions I ask all my guests about your first time, your best time, and your worst time. And during the break, you're actually going to get a little uh, a little sampling of what, what Steve Coppola does. You are listening to Radio Irregardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. We'll be right back. Love food and wine? Get to know Salem Mass in a fun and delicious way. Join me on a Salem food tour. Our five-star rated walking tour gives guests the perfect opportunity to enjoy an afternoon with friends or co-workers. Great for locals and visitors, our tours book in advance and can be crafted for your special event. For more information on our tours and to make reservations, please visit us at SalemFoodTours.com. When I am in this section of the galaxy, I listen to radio irregardless with Mark Scalia. Exterminate! 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 To leave a question or comment, call the Radio Irregardless hotline at 978-219-9294. Since you will disappear, all your stress will vanish and you'll be feeling better than you felt in a very, very long time. You're back at Radio Air, regardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. And that was a little uh, sampling. And there's a, there's a bunch of video clips uh, on your website. That is actually taken from the video clips. And uh, you just informed me that uh, Christian Burt, who's actually uh, listening through Mixler, he uh, produced that for you. He did. He's, uh, he's a little genius when it comes to making mini films and, uh, and, and putting things together. So uh, I believe he's going to be... He's going to do great things in life. Be going off to college next year. Oh, he's oh, he's a youngin. He's uh, he's a youngin. He's a youngin by age, but he's an old man by heart. Oh, there you go. <laughs> and speaking of youngin, uh, your daughter Ariana, who I mentioned, uh, she was online. She actually assists you quite a bit for the shows. She does. She does all my music for me uh, for for most of my shows, and uh, occasionally she will. Uh, she and Christian, they'll. She's a phenomenal singer, and she'll sing before the show. And uh, Christian will play some guitar. Uh, um, it's really great being able to to go out there and perform and have my daughter being there by my side. Honestly, nothing nothing could make me feel better. Oh, 
that whatever <laughs> you know, i'm telling you i don't it's, think it's a good environment though. to expose your young daughter to first of all yeah well so there is that but uh there's always that, that. <laughs> that too. she's my biggest she's my biggest supporter because we will critique a show afterwards the goods the bads the uglies which probably leads you into what you're about to ask me now uh, yes of course what a segment oh, but before we do that uh, i did want to tabulate the scores and it was a a tie uh both you and the audience got one each i would have done a tiebreaker but i don't uh, care to uh, so that's the thing perfect so here's what I'll do I will give you a little bit of both here we go uh, here's <laughs> as you win so you can feel good about yourself <laughs> you win perfect and here's this one wrong sir wrong <laughs> you get nothing you lose <laughs> Good day, sir. All right, so that's a little both. So why feel that good when you can feel that bad? Young, <laughs> young Frankenstein. That was Young Frankenstein. No! Oh my God! I should have no. just made you lose. That was from Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Oh, Doctor. of course, of course, of course, of course. So many crickets, Young Frankenstein. Oh my God! Ugh. And speaking of that, speaking of Young Frankenstein, which is not really a segue, but I need a way to get back to the last part. <laughs> um. I asked this of all, you know, like on the on the inside the actor studio, James Lipton says, uh, "I'm going to ask you some questions uh, that I perform, and uh, if you were to die and meet God, what would He say?" You know, that's all that bullshit. But I like to ask the three questions of all the entertainers. Please, if you would, tell us, explain to us, share with us the stories of the first time, the best time, and the worst time you've ever had uh, on stage. So, tell us about your first time. Now, it can be stand up. Or it can be the hypnotist, the hypnosis. Uh, well, that's interesting because, you know, I was going to talk about the hypnosis show, but you know what? You bring up a very good point. The very first time I did, um, I did comedy, uh, it was in Lowell, Massachusetts. It was at uh, the Derby Park, um, and I had, I had just opened up and did some, uh, some, some Rodney Day field jokes or something at you lol before some <laughs> comedians went up so i thought that uh down at this derby park where they used to do comedy i said hey how come you don't do it anymore and they said oh we couldn't afford it and i said well i did comedy before which was rodney dangerfield jokes before uh a couple of the comedy connection uh comedians so he goes oh go ahead come on up i'll give you free beers and i thought college student free beers this is good for me it was awesome and you know what i still remember my first joke i went up there and i had the lowell uh sun newspaper in my hand it was open to the obituary column and uh my brother gave me this joke and i said anyone read the newspaper another major miracle happened everyone died in alphabetical order again and that was the first laugh that i got <laughs> and then uh and uh, i don't even know where that joke came from for all i know someone's gonna call in and say you, you stole my you stole my freaking joke uh but it, it was a laugh that i needed yeah. and uh we, we we went on for another 15 20 minutes and the f word so i was so nervous i i used to i think fuck, 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 fuck. I, that word just came out way too often but it was great it was great <laughs> that's funny yeah it's the first time see that's a good story hey tell us now your best story do you want to go with hypnosis or comedy my best story uh, probably, um, yeah, I'm not going to talk about that. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, 
best story was who's the guy from Diamonds there well, who used to? Oh my God, Tyra. Diamonds! Holy shit! Yeah, yeah. Who was it that did the? Uh, who was it that did the? Um, who, who and that there? Diamonds. Where was that? What Italian the, guy? Root one Sagas. The oh, you're talking Diamond Head. That's uh, the, it was Diamond. Oh, it was, diamond it was the Diamond Head. Yeah, it was the Diamond Head. Yeah. Which I had never, um, I Jimmy, never performed there. Jimmy DePaolo. Jimmy yes. DePaolo. Jimmy DePaolo yeah. booked Diamond Head, but I never yeah. played the Diamond Head. Oh, I yeah, never I did played it every it. weekend. Oh. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm not going to talk about that story on 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 here, right? Is it here. the best story? Uh, my my daughter's listening. So oh, that was horrible. I can block her. I can, <laughs> I can block her. <laughs> so what were we talking about? Which one are we talking about now? The worst? Best? Well, okay. If you want to just go right to the, you haven't oh, told the me best. the best. Yes, the best. All right, the best. I'm going to say the best one, uh, the best uh, hypnosis show definitively is Camp Billings uh, in Fairleigh, Vermont. Uh, these kids, I don't know what they're hyped up on uh, on life. They just naturally are the most energetic, friendly, exciting people. And uh, when I drive up there, and I've been up there four times now, and uh, I walk into that mess hall to uh, say hi to the to the guy who runs the place, and I get a standing ovation every time I walk through that place. Nice. And uh, when I sit, when they sit down and watch the show, uh, they make an A over their head whenever they do. I they I do something that they love, and they put and they make their a TP over their head, yep. and they yell Ace, and uh, it's a pretty incredible feeling. Uh, when I leave, they're all yell and scream and give a standing ovation. It's just absolutely the the most amazing feeling. It's a little embarrassing, honestly, but it's an amazing feeling. And uh, <laughs> these counselors, because they know each other so well and they're so comfortable and they go so deep, I keep 90% of the ones who go up on stage. They legitimately all go under. Nice. I'm, I'm saying 9 out of 10. Maybe it's 8 out of 10. Uh, and they're so comfortable with each other that uh the show is absolutely incredible it's engaging it's 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 funny um and uh they totally let loose we had one guy who's a who wears a minion hat on his head a sweatshirt <laughs> and uh i made him really thirsty where but he wouldn't be able to find his mouth and uh he was pouring water right on his minion head it was absolutely hysterical funny. i know it sounds strange and, and probably can't picture it, but no i can picture it <laughs> I picture the whole, the whole night was was yeah. Nice. <laughs> yeah, you tell someone they can't find their mouth, and uh, and yet they're really thirsty. You give them water, and, and it's quite a sight. So that was the best place, and, and and props to them that they run such a great uh, camp. Now that you've told your first and your best, now tell us the worst. <laughs> uh, I'm going to tell you which is uh, the most miserable. My story. most concern. My most concerning moment uh, has to be a show. I think it was at the Pembroke Academy or Pinkerton Academy, but it was open. It was a, it was a fundraiser. And, um, I hip checked an 83 year old woman while she was dancing. I kind of <laughs> gave her a little bump with my, and I didn't realize, I mean, I barely hit her and she literally went flying. And she, when I say she was 80 something, she was 80 something. And I grabbed her at the last minute before she went under. The other thing is I do a bit, uh, where I make uh, cows. I say, you're now cow farmers on the farm, and you're the fastest cow milkers in the East. And I say, you know, milk that cow, milk that cow. And I was a dinosaur-sized cow. Milk that dinosaur. 
uh, size cow. It's a mouse size cow, mouse size cow. Now you're the cow and you're being milked and you liked it. And this uh, older lady gets down on her hands and knees off of the chair. And now this woman could barely walk. I guess she had a horrible hip. She got down on her hands and knees. And then when I said sleep, she drops down on the floor and I wake her up to get her back on the chair and she couldn't, she couldn't get up on oh her own. God. And I had to use my physical therapy transfer techniques to get her from the floor back on the, onto the chair. Oh my and, gosh. Uh, yeah, yeah. So it was, it was concerning. I thought I dislocated her hip. <laughs> I've fallen. I can't get up. <laughs> <laughs> I've fallen and I can't get up. And she's uh, saying that through the microphone. Oh, that's fucking uh, funny, dude. Oh my so, god, that's funny. So now, speaking of uh, speaking of hypnotists and uh, hypnotism and uh, your church, what do you got coming up? What's down the pipe for you? Any big shows coming up or? Yeah, I I just uh, I just was just reminded I have Oyster River High School. I believe that uh, there's going to be a public show over there at the high school on the 22nd at seven o'clock, uh, and that's a fairly G show there. On the 25th, I'm at the Rochester Opera House, and that's for uh, human trafficking. It's uh, the Freedom Cafe in Durham. It's what? Uh, it's, hold on a second. It's what? <laughs> It's for freedom. It's for human trafficking. Are you doing a benefit? Are you doing a benefit for human trafficking? Yeah, well, to you know, stop human. Oh, trafficking. oh to stop it. <laughs> to st- okay, well, that's different. <laughs> for, for, to benefit human trafficking, yeah. Because if you got to hit, you can hypnotize them so that they don't know they're being humanly <laughs> trafficked. <laughs> I hope they don't hear this. Segment. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's, uh, it's mine, not you. It's me. It's me. Being, yeah. It's me being a dick. So there'll be a, a mentalist on that night nice going go to Rochester Opera House onto uh. uh, the onto uh, their website, and uh, tickets twenty two dollars, and it goes towards a a good cause of stopping. Of <laughs> uh, stopping. See, if you put it to me that way, I wouldn't have had an opening. It wouldn't have been <laughs> Well, I'm doing a benefit I, I to, to uh, stop human trafficking. Really, that's awesome. Or as opposed to, I'm doing a benefit for human trafficking. <laughs> that's like I'm, I'm, I'm doing. I'm doing a benefit for battered women. What to batter them? I mean, just, yeah. Uh, you know, perhaps I, I, I don't think before <laughs> I speak at times. Well, it's your first time on the radio with me, so I don't blame it. But it, it is so. Yeah, you got a lot of things coming on, and is your is your uh, you have a schedule on either the website or the Facebook site? I will. Uh, I'm still working on getting the uh, the schedule up. I get a private party on the 26th. I have something October 1st. I have uh, yeah, about two or three goods in October. I am trying to get a schedule that uh, we put up. You know, was, my plan was never to do this more than just a couple times a month, mm-hmm. um, and yet it truly has turned into so much more. And so now, hence the website, and now hence the uh, Facebook page. Yeah. I never had intentions of doing any of that. In all honesty. Uh, but I truly believe that the comedy background has made uh, this to be a successful venture for me in the hypnosis world. It was just a natural um, tie-in for me. And so, you, and you're good uh, at it, man. You're it, really good at it. You had a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun watching you. It'll make a lot of people happy. I mean, why wouldn't you do it? Passionate. Man? Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. And if and if and if, nice. and if people it. need a specific date, they can always email you if they don't see it uh, on a calendar before the calendar is all set up. But they will absolutely they definitely Steve Steve at coppolapt.com. That's Steve at C O double P is in Peter O L A. Yeah. P T is in physical terrorist. 
com. <laughs> and as always, you can you can Facebook, uh, you can free stock him through his Facebook at Ace Hypnotist Steve Coppola, and uh, like the page and uh, follow him. Do all that. We owe that to him because if not, he'll find you and he'll hypnotize you, and you're gonna fucking follow him anyway. So you might as well do it because you want to do it. As opposed just do to, it, man. Just do it. So, hey, Steve, man, it's been great having you on the show. It's been great hooking up with you again after all this time. Uh, it's just fantastic. I wish you nothing but the best. And uh, I hope we get to work together again soon. And maybe in January, I'll have you down for the Salem Comedy Festival. I would love to do that. I would love to do that for you. So yeah. you let me know if there's a way I can serve you and help you out in any way. And I, I am. appreciate uh, you having me on the show, man. No problem. Man. Hey, I'll talk to you very soon, Steve. Take care, my friend. All right, take care. All right, bye-bye. That was Steve Coppola, everybody. Ow! Oh, Steve Coppola, very funny. Uh, good show, good fun show. Had a lot of fun with him as a guest, and he's uh, go see him. Go check him out. He's at Ace, Ace Hypnotist Steve Coppola on Facebook or acehypnotist.com. And speaking of things coming up, I got some stuff coming up uh, this weekend. I am actually, uh, I've got... Uh, Tomorrow I'm gonna to start rehearsing for the uh, for the Christmas Carol. We're rehearsing another another Scrooge, a uh, a uh, what I like to call an understudy. Uh, he's gonna be picking up the slack for me uh, to do some of the shows. Um, so I got that going on. But Friday I'm uh, currently not working. But Saturday I'll be at Mighty Joe's Campground in Milton, New Hampshire, telling jokes up there. Hey guys, join us next week when my guest will be Todd Clay, a very funny comedian. Have a great week, guys. We'll see you soon. This has been Radio Irregardless with Mark Scalia, your non-standard blend of irrespective listening and regardless enjoying. Radio Irregardless was written, directed, and produced by Mark Scalia and broadcast live via Mixler.com. I'd like to thank my on-air guests as well as all the online listeners for their comments. The Radio Irregardless theme, If Only I Had a Pen, was written and composed by Derek Dupuy. All material and content property of MS Enterprises and copyrighted 2015. Listen to previously aired episodes of Radio Irregardless by downloading from iTunes. Thank you for listening. <laughs> <laughs>